Welcome to The Professional Confessional, how the biggest mistakes we've ever made fundamentally changed our work, our careers, and our approach forever. Gain wisdom and perspective through these audio absolutions. Today's guest is Charlotte McBride, a professional designer whose greatest professional mistake was once her best asset, the ability to quickly complete her projects, maybe too quickly. My mistake was rushing. We think about rushing, but it doesn't occur that's ever a bad thing. It's always we should work quickly and efficiently and fast and get it done. I grew up very much where it was like, oh, you're so fast. And it was very much seen as a compliment. So I adjusted to being, oh, being fast means I'm doing good, which is not always the case. So I got into college and being quick wasn't an issue, but then I got an internship that I did for two and a half years at the college that I went to for our college of business. Largely what I did, I did the college blog and then I did, we had these TVs in the building that we call them TV rotators that we'd have announcements going on and I would design those. I would do social media graphics. We would do print publications. I think the biggest project I did while I was there was a thing called um, the business bulletin which was a document that went out to all of the alumni to get donations and stuff for the college. I was uh, an intern underneath the director of marketing. She was great. I super love her. Everything I know how to do was because of her. As much as I love her, she's not very good about confrontation. She doesn't really like Mm. talking to people about things that they can change because she just doesn't want them to feel like, she doesn't want them to feel bad. And which I totally get about six months after I started working with her, she sent me an email. It was just essentially, you need to be paying. You need to do like a final review before you send these to me, slow it down, make these designs a little better. I just felt this sinking feeling and had to try to stop myself from crying right there in the office because it was just like, I really looked up to her and she was my boss and I didn't want to disappoint her. I felt like I had, and, and it was really tough. And it was really, that day was a really tough day. It was actually pretty crushing for young me. Something I struggle with still is criticism. It is really hard to separate you from the stuff that you make because it, things that you make feels like your art. And so when mm-hmm. somebody critiques your art, it feels like in turn, they're critiquing you, which that's not, it's not the case at all. Um, As a writer, I, I feel you. Mm-hmm. I, I have the same problem. And to be fair, this was also before I had actually really started doing graphic design in college. My major started out as theater and then it moved into video production. And then after I got that internship with her, it moved into graphic design. Oh my. Yeah. You were a baby graphic designer. Yes. I was little and knew nothing. Did you go talk to her about it? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely did. And I, and The one thing that I did feel a little bit frustrated about was some of the projects that she had referenced in the email were projects that I had done months before and that she'd already given the okay. I felt like I did a good job on those, but then she was coming back and saying I didn't do a very good job. So I went and had a chat with her and I was like, hey, I, I know it's tough for you and it's tough for me too, but if you could give me... If you feel like something I gave you is less than stellar, please tell me in that moment because that makes it easier for me because then I don't feel like I did a project and it was good and fine only to find out a couple months later that it actually wasn't. 
What kind of revisions was she asking for? Well, what was she looking for you specifically to do a final audit? To be a little more creative in the designs that I was making that still adhered, obviously, to the college standards, which, as a side note, getting a rebrand actually midway through my internship. But yeah, just being a little more creative, a little more artistically technical, which at the time is totally new to the graphic design space, to the software. In fact, I think she also expected me to have more experience in the graphic design suite than I had at the time, because there there was a point where I was like, why is this tool acting this way because I did not fully understand how the tool worked. And she was like, that's just because of X, Y, and Z. And she seemed confused. I didn't understand how that worked. But it was just more being, it was just more critiques on being more creative in the guidelines that we were given. And which, in my opinion, at the time, I felt like I was looking back on my work. It was really bad. It wasn't the worst thing I think I've ever seen, but it definitely wasn't up to where it should have been. If you had been in her shoes mentoring you as a newbie designer, infant designer, <laughs> newborn designer, still in the egg design. Mm-hmm. How would, could she have couched her feedback in such a way that you would have been enthusiastic rather than blindsided? I think, as I said before, just coming to me after each project, I, I'm a big believer in if you give negative feedback, you also need to give positive feedback. So it doesn't feel like you're just being like dumped on. So probably what I would have done at least for me, I probably would have also set up bi-weekly meetings so we could do mm-hmm. a check-in to see where I'm at, if there's any areas I think I need to improve personally, because when I came into college, started being more introspective about myself and my own skills. And after that email, I did try to be more introspective and critical with my designs But at the same time, I was afraid to send her anything for a period of two months because I thought it wouldn't be good enough. Um, Oh, no. And so personally, I probably would have been like, let's do a biweekly meeting where we can check in. We can talk about stuff. I can give you feedback on a more regular basis. So it feels like it's petered out rather than me just hitting you over the head all of a sudden with critiquing feedback for projects that were a long time ago. And then we can do regular check-ins. We can do brainstorms. Anything can happen during this meeting. But mostly it's a meeting for me to give you feedback and for you to give me feedback so we can make this the best internship for you. So how did she take your direct approach after her email? I think she was pretty fine with it. I worked with a gal once who said she felt like she couldn't ever criticize me because it hurt my feelings. And I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, I won't move anywhere without that criticism. So yeah, she seemed to take it pretty well. And we did start setting up a time to have like regular meetings where we regularly met and we talked about stuff. Actually, at the end of my internship, she recommended me for an award that's given out every month. It's an intern of the month award. And I won that last year. At first I thought it was just, oh, that's cool. I got an award for being an intern. But then the lady who gave me the certificate for it, she was like, no, this is a big deal. There are a thousand applicants every month. Oh, wow. Yeah. What the heck did you put in that application? That's what I want to know, because I have (laughs) no clue. I have no idea. But half the stuff I know how to do, I did not actually learn from my education. I learned from her. Our our relationship started out a little rough there, but I definitely think it improved. I got better. We got better. It actually got to a point where she went on maternity leave last summer, and I ended up taking over her position for the summer. 
which was very scary. But also it, it really helped me expand on my own skills, being mm-hmm. put into a really big leadership position where I answered to the dean. And the dean actually said that he felt like I did such a good job. He's if you need any kind of recommendation letter, just come to me and I will personally write you one. So yeah, that I got better. <laughs> After two and a half years, I got better. Your old boss. I feel so bad for her because I've been there where you're like, oh, darling, I can see you're actually trying, but damn it, if it's not quite there. Yep. 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 And like I said, I think a lot of it, at least at the start with frustrations like that, it was just not knowing how to be a designer. Like you're an intern. Mm -hmm. If she wanted a professional who understood things, she should have paid more. Yeah. All right. So then if the error was rushing Mm -hmm. and not taking the time to check something over before you looked at it, it, you swung completely the other way. Yeah. But I think actually a lot of it was just improving my skill as a designer because it helped me make better designs. Has it changed how you approach other clients as well in addition to your former boss with rushing specifically? Yeah, I, I like to think so because now some clients I work with, it is a quick project. Other times though, they want something that's a little more vague maybe or a little more complex and those things you can't rush and especially big projects. I recently worked with a uh, nonprofit and they wanted a probably the biggest project I've worked on so far. They wanted 18 decks or PowerPoint presentations and each one of them, they initially said they wanted them to be no more than 15 slides each, but yeah, that didn't happen. By the end of it, it ended up being 300 something odd slides, I think, altogether. Plus a few other things. They also wanted activity packs. They were doing a thing where they had three different educational tracks and there were six decks in each track. But they also had an activity pack to go along with each track and then also a facilitator script for whoever was running the track. So I had to do those as well. With that one, I did really have to slow it down because it's like it was repetitive. When things get repetitive, it tends to feel like you can just go through them because it's all the same. But you can't because there's still those little minute details that you still have to pay attention and make sure are perfected before it can be sent off for distribution. So at what point, when did you catch yourself rushing? And then how did you force yourself to slow down on that project? When I would have all of the presentations open at the same time, and I would just be going through, I'd just be like, all right, we got to take five minutes because we're going too fast and then come back. Because if I go too fast, like I said, you miss those obvious errors, but then you go back and you're like, oh, how did I miss that? You've got to go back and do it again. But then you've got to make sure that you did it right on all the other ones too. As I've gotten older, I tend to notice when I'm rushing and I shouldn't be. That's usually when I've just, like I said, I've just been going through and through. I've got my music on in the background. I'm in the zone, but it's a different kind of zone. Like a creative meditation almost. Yes, but it's more like a fast rush meditation. So how would you recommend other people if they find themselves getting caught up in in their work like that? How do you encourage them to take a break and and slow it down? I will say the creative flow is something that we should all strive to get to because that's how a lot of great work gets done. Being in that mind space where the stars are aligned and everything's just perfect. But at some point, 
take a breather, stop. I find something that helps. And this applies, I think, to any kind of situation when you're hitting a wall creatively and you don't know what it is you're trying to do. Take five, go away from the space that you're in, get some water because you probably need it. Get a snack. You probably also need that. And then do something for five minutes that's not related to what you're doing, whether that's just reading your book for five minutes or journaling, something that's not work related. And then come back. I find at least for me, I come back with a really refreshed mindset and perspective, and it makes it a lot easier to catch those smaller details that sometimes escape when I'm trying to get through things too quickly. Okay. I feel a little bit called out now because I haven't had lunch yet. <laughs> yes, go eat. It's yeah, right? No, my old intern used to be like, have you eaten yet? And I'm like, no. you're on your lunch. Go away. <laughs> well, I get to do what I want. I, I am the big kid here. So Charlotte's biggest professional mistake was rushing her projects to completion, prompting a career-defining confrontation with her direct supervisor. Her speed Combined with her inexperience and her manager's reluctance to speak up sooner, which was her own mistake, resulted in six months worth of mediocre product that may have been avoided. Now, Charlotte deliberately enforces timelines with both herself and her clients, particularly when wrestling with repetitive assignments. She recommends physically getting up from your workspace, maybe remembering to eat that meal that you may have missed so you can return with fresh eyes and greater attention. Today, Charlotte McBride is a PowerPoint and graphic designer to help corporate companies clarify their message, nail their pitches, and close more deals. You can visit her website at pc-podcast.com slash Charlotte M. That's C-H-A-R-L-O-T-T-E-M, as in McBride, because that's how we roll. (laughs) And you can find this and other episodes of the Professional Confessional Podcast at pc-podcast.com or on your preferred podcasting platform of choice. Do you want to come on and share your biggest professional mistake? Head to pc-podcast.com slash be our guest to schedule your professional confessional. Again, that's pc-podcast.com slash be our guest. In the meantime, please share this episode with someone you think needs to hear this today. That's all for this professional confessional. I'm Ashley Stryker. Thanks again for tuning in and I hope you'll join us next time. Talk soon.